From born in the USA to death to my hometown, this is you springing Springsteen on my bean, the comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things Bruce. This is good rock and roll. Uh, music? Is it? I think oh, so. It is. There it that. is. That's good rock and roll. Music. Listen to that. Hey, welcome back. Episode two. This is the episode regarding the wild, innocent, and the E Street Shuffle. Is is that the theme song that we used uh, in the first episode? Yes, it is. Interesting. What is interesting about it? Um, I find a lot of things interesting. <laughs> okay, let's go down the list. Cats? Cats are interesting. I meant the movie. Cats is interesting. <laughs> Thank you for the correct <laughs> tense. Is it tense? Are you tense? That's well, my doorbell, by the way. Just like it speaks. It it speaks. I I I uh, occasionally my wife will come down to the office and put things in the room that I've never asked for. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a plant back here that uh, died within about. One and one half years because I didn't care about it and never took care of it. Wow, it took a year and a half. It took to about die. a year and a half to finally die, and uh, uh, I hope I take a year and a half to finally die. Yeah. I hope it's not sudden. What if it's one year and a half from right now? now? I think about that sometimes. I think, would I still do this show if you were dead? <laughs> no, if I were, if I knew I was going to die in a year and a half, would I waste any time on any of this? I would do nothing but this show. <laughs> That was 24 hours straight. That's right. Anyway, I got a doorbell thing. Uh, I guess I need it in case. Wait, what does that have to do with Kulop putting she stuff put, in? She put the doorbell thing oh. in, and, and now in the middle of shows, it just goes off, and I don't know how to turn it off. Can I say something to it? Did she install it? If you mean plugging it in? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So hey, it's just a... It's like a little uh, a speaker and a video uh camera oh, okay so it's hey google of... shut the fuck up no see, it i think it's out. um well it's not siri obviously but doesn't google have a name for their does it person not alexa because that hey alexa no that's amazon hey google i think it's just hey google is it really hey google turn off doorbell see it won't talk hmm. to me it's giving me the silent treatment it may just silently be doing what you want oh that's true like I often do. <laughs> That's the only reason you're here. Mm-hmm. I really pressed you to do this show. Uh, I know you don't want to, and you're here under duress. The The audience can't see, obviously, because it's an audio program, but um, you are pointing a gun at me right now. That's right. And I kidnapped you through a univan, put a hood over your face. Mm-hmm. You still have the hood over your face, by the I way. I prefer that. That's hood. just for me. Yeah. <laughs> because I think you're an uggo. And I enjoy taking naps. That's without, true. Oh, so you're going to take a nap in the middle of the show? Oh my God, he's out. He's out. He, Adam, I think you, you say you enjoy taking naps. I think you're just narcoleptic. Oh, I'm not narcoleptic. <laughs> he's also not sleeping right now. He's just eating a cookie. <laughs> that was delicious. Well, we'll never find out what else you think is interesting other than cats and cats. That's it. <laughs> And the fact that that song was used last episode. That that song is our theme song. 
cats and cats. Cats, <laughs> cats plural <laughs> and cats singular are the only things that are interesting. Well, welcome to the show. Uh, this is, of course, You Spring and Springsteen on My Bean and uh, a subsidiary of You Talking You Two to Me. And uh, Oh, it's a subsidiary now. <laughs> yep, the corporate structure. It's like Sprite is to Coke. When did Coke buy Sprite? Or Topo Chico is to Coke. Does Coke own Topo Chico? You're a Topo Chico guy. So. You've, you've had one every episode we've recorded. And I only one. Topo Chico. Uh, what am I supposed to bring in four? <laughs> a four pack? Four pack of hey cheeks? Hey guys, I got, got a four pack of Chico's. Uh, what? You enjoy them, I, Topo yeah, Chico's. I do, I do. You should them. be sponsored by them. You know how like Tony Hawk, he has, he's sponsored by shoe places and he gets free shoes and he's sponsored by skateboard places. He gets free skateboards. I'm going to, by the way, part of this is my fault. I'm going to turn on Do Not Disturb right now on, on my, oops. No, oh, you can just turn on Do Not Disturb? No, not, not the, Go the Google thing isn't, uh, isn't uh, connected. The Google thing isn't connected. You, to the to the doorbell to the no it's connected to the doorbell not to not to my uh, Mac system I am so confused yeah I know I get it um but um, welcome to the show my name is Scott Ackerman I'm the host and uh, I have uh, my understudy here and hey everybody should I ever miss an episode he's ready to step up and be the I'm host here. and I'll be the co-host I think. Yeah, we just switch places yeah. if you can't be here. <laughs> if I can't be here. Um, Adam Scott is here. Hello. Hi. Hi. Do you have any Hi. messages to any of your... I know that you don't necessarily speak to your family when you're at home. They, no. They have to listen to this show in order to hear what you have to say to them. Do you have any That's messages right. for them? Uh, yeah. Cut it out. <laughs> Thank you. And sure, let's go. Okay, great. Yeah, so yeah. they'll know what in, in that yeah, order, yeah, yeah, yeah. or in those will apply. Those uh, will apply. As needed. Do you remember the first person who, uh, I don't know who it was, but in an award show was like, "Oh, and by the way, to their kids, go to bed, go now. to bed." Yeah, I know. Okay, whoever the first one was, great, great bit. We love it. Whoever the second one was, that's a spanking. <laughs> but I feel like even the first time, it probably felt like kind of hacky. You think it felt hacky the first? No, I think everyone loved it the first time. Remember when uh, uh, Sally Field said, you like me, you really like me, and everyone was like, we do. Yeah. And then other people started saying it, and it's like, shut the fuck up. Well, yeah, but telling your kids to go to bed through an award speech, I feel like, I feel like it's one of those things that probably happens and you have no control over it. Like if you're accepting an award, um, they're either sort of in bed or they're not over. in bed. Yeah, and if you have kids at home, you are worried about them going to bed. So you have no control over actually saying it. Even though it's hacky, it just happens. By I don't way, think why, anyone has control. Why are they at home by themselves? That's With see, the ability that's to, the to choose when they go to bed. Watching awards shows. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> rolling through award shows. All right, well, I watched the tape of the Emmys from last September. All right, let's watch the Academy Awards now. There's nothing that... Uh, small children love more than award <laughs> shows about things they don't care about. Lists of names of people that even adults don't care about. That's exactly right. If you ever win an award, and we've talked about what you're going to do if you win an Oscar. That's right. That's right. You're going to announce, and it's, this is Oscar only. <laughs> yeah. You're going you're gonna to thank everyone you need to thank, and sure. then end the speech by saying, I'm going to shove this up my butt. <laughs> 
And you've made that promise on when this I, podcast. When I, for, for all the severance stuff, I got, oh, this isn't promoting the show. No, no, you're not. You're, we're, you're allowed you're, we're, we're talking we're about allowed Bruce to acknowledge its existence. Yeah. Um, I remember when all that stuff was happening, I got lots of social media uh, reminders <laughs> of what I should do, but it was but Oscar it was, only. It's, it's Oscar only. That's yeah. what people don't know. People were like, oh yeah, it's for Emmys. It's not. No. Emmy, an Emmy would be impossible to put in your butt. Yeah, I have two right up there that you've been eyeing jealously. Up your butt? <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you been eyeing my butt jealously or just these Emmys that are up there? Both. They're both <laughs> magnificent. Envy is the green-eyed monster. Do you agree? Oh, yes. As the immortal bard once said. Oof. There's no quote shall I enjoy, Morris. <laughs> Um, Adam, yeah. you, uh, we're obviously in the middle of a strike, which is why we're, uh, afforded the luxury of doing this show. Uh, the and luxury, the, it's, it's like a vacation. It really it is. is. It's like laying out on a deck. It's like, it's like, I always, after each one of these episodes, I, I go and I look out and man, I have a suntan. Yeah. You know, even though we've been inside here. No, I, I feel, you know, that feeling where you feel tan. Yeah, that's the feeling. I that get. like like your your whole body kind of stings, like you just been stung by a hive of bees. Yeah, like a thousand bees just just kissed my skin. <laughs> yep. That w- I think it would be better, honestly. Like bees, yes, they're they're endangered. Yeah, we need them. They yeah. we need them for the ecosystem. Leave for, them alone for whatever that leave them alone. But bees, couldn't you just kiss us instead of stinging? Just give us, us some smooches. Nom, 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 nom. Just give me some some big wet Frenchies. <laughs> just all the bees out there, give me, give us both some big wet Frenchies. This is all we want. <laughs> hey bees, let's fucking make out. <laughs> and if it leads to anything else, that's all Listen, right too. It's up to you. I'm up for it. But come on, but bees. come on, bees. Let's get to first base. <laughs> Oh, I think the world would be a better place, quite honestly. I think 100%. that one hundred percent. I think they say God obvious. doesn't make mistakes. That's the one I think He made. That bees can't smooch us. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying that my whole life. So you were say you're just outside in a park. You're mm-hmm. having a picnic. Yeah. a bee flies by and just comes over to you. Is like blah blah, <laughs> <laughs> right in front of your family, and you're like, "All right, I, I guess we're doing this." The kids are like, "Dad, what is? What are you doing?" <laughs> It's like I, I, <laughs> with a B. <laughs> ah, boy. Um, well, we're um, we're we're this is two we're two episodes deep. Well, I mean, we're not even deep into this one, but so we're one and one eighth, eighth. of an yeah. episode deep on. Oh, the we're already one part. eighth done with this one. Can you imagine? We only should seven have like more a, of these to go. We should. Th- throw some sort of party, or at least acknowledge it in some way. Sure, uh, three hip hip hoorays, perhaps. Yes. Oh, we never even got to one of the hip hip hoorays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, we ran out of time. <laughs> yeah, I think that just acknowledging that that's where we are in the program we ended up being enough. That was enough. I I, I felt like hip hip hooray, especially three times. Is this an episode like, of hip hip hooray? I think it is.
Hey everyone, welcome to Hip Hip Hooray. This is Scott. And this is Scott. And we're just, honestly, mm. we're just trying to decide this mm-hmm. episode whether mm-hmm. we have the time to say Hip Hip Hooray. Let me just check my watch real quick. Mm. Oh, it looks like we have time for 17 of them. All right, here we go. Hip Hip Hooray! Hip Hip, hip Hooray! Hip 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 hip hooray! 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 Up. Yeah, they 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 did it. They did it. I mean, you can't fault them for that. No. They, they, you, the one thing you can't say about that show <laughs> is that they didn't do it. That's the one thing you can't. The only, only thing, thing you, can't, you say. can't say about that show is that they didn't do it. <laughs> or else you'll be thrown in jail <laughs> for libel. You will, you will serve a long sentence. Can you be thrown in jail for libel? I oh, hope so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hope so. Especially in Massachusetts. Mm, what's going on in Massachusetts? The libel laws are out of Are they out of world. control, really? They, oh, are, they are different God. in England. Isn't that uh, interesting? Anytime you go to England, you yeah. can't, like... You can't whistle. <laughs> You'll get struck with a libel <laughs> law, lawsuit. Well, we are... So we are... Now we're uh, an episode and a quarter in. That eighth just flew by. Wow. Since the last one we talked about. Can you believe it? It's already been another eighth of uh-huh. an episode. Yeah. Amazing. Um, but, I feel uh, like we should acknowledge it somehow. <laughs> somehow. Well, I guess we just did. If you come up with any ideas, let me know. Will do. Um, but uh, would it surprise you, Adam, we released our first episode last week. Mm-hmm. And this is what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting episode goes up at midnight on you know, whatever night it comes out. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting 12.40 a.m. Mm-hmm. to get a phone call. Bring, bring, bring. Hey, this is Bruce. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. I heard your episode, and I heard what you want, and I'm ready to go. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that's what I expected. I fully expected it. So 12.40 it's like Christmas Eve to me. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. up by the phone. 12.40. I make sure the ringer is on so I don't miss it. Yeah. 12.40 goes by. 12.41 goes by. Are you kidding me? 12.42 goes by. Wait a second. 12.43, I get a phone call. Great. Not Bruce. What? It's just. Are my, you serious? It's my aunt telling me my uncle died. I'm like, oh, I'm waiting for Bruce. Yeah. Tell it to Click. someone else. Tell, come on. This can wait till morning. Yeah, put a pin in it, lady. Yeah, or, and drop a pin. I'll figure out where you yeah. are. Just make sure none of your hairpins fly out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. These, old, these old ladies. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this just became a completely different podcast. <laughs> a great one, though. Yes. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so then I'm like, you know what? It's obviously the middle of the night. This is, this, he's a morning guy. 
He's yeah. always been a morning guy. He gets yeah. up, does a five mile jog mm-hmm. every morning, every single morning. I'm he's I'm gonna get him before his jog while he's putting on his sweatpants. Got it. So that's probably yeah. He probably his denim sweatpants. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> he has denim sweatpants and a white t shirt. Mm-hmm. Yep, and a and a ball cap. Yep. And uh, so the so the next morning. I, I set the alarm. I get up at 5 a.m. because I'm not quite sure when he goes out for the run. Yeah, and he's I, probably on the East Coast. Yeah, I sus- so that's what I meant is 5 a.m. his time. So I go I go to bed at 1 a.m. 2 a.m. 1 a.m. and then I wake up at 2 a.m. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, but this is an important call. So An you, important you call that I want to make sure I get. Sure. Nothing. Nada. Are you kidding me? Zilcho. Maybe his phone's battery uh, That's what I thought. broke. That's what I thought is, is that he snapped it in he half when he was listening to the episode. Yeah, he needs to go to the gene. And you know how long it can take to oh, get geez, an appointment uh, there. So I figure like, okay, I'll wait another hour. Okay. Let him go to the Genius Bar yeah. that opens at 5 a.m. Right. On the East Coast. The, yes. 5 a.m. on the West Coast, which is 8 a.m. 8 a.m. Right. So I give him another hour, and I know what you're thinking. Oh, he called then. Right. How was it? How was the conversation? He didn't call, Adam. What? Can you believe it? And it has been now... A full calendar week, and I've got no call. Are you sure he has the right number? Because maybe he's calling Scott Bockerman. Oh, the, okay. Let me give it to him. Okay, Bruce, you probably have the wrong number. Yeah, it's zero 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 zero. Okay. Well, now he has it. Now he has it. Okay. okay so, so then, so now, now I'm gonna wait another sixty seconds, and he'll probably call. Okay. Has it been 60 seconds? I think so. Okay. Well, here's the thing, Scott, is is that this is recorded. So this will come out at midnight when we when it right, comes out. Of the ne- so oh, 1240 right. the night this comes out, that's when he's going to call okay. uh, your phone. I, man, I haven't slept all week. Uh, you got to get I got that sleep. one hour. Yeah, that's not enough because you've been waiting for him. I've been to waiting call. for me. Bruce, this is... This is Taking a toll on my physical health. Scott's got to get some sleep, bro. But look, as you know, Bruce, for every day you don't call, our demands go up. Yeah. We have. Not sure where we left it last time, but we need, first of all, we need. I was going to ask what our. We need, we need, obviously, free tickets to. Look, our our demands last time were we want free tickets to one of your shows. Mm hmm. Now we want free tickets to two of your shows. Whoa. Okay. That's twice as many. Yeah. 100% as many. Do you think we're asking for too much? I think so. So how about one and a half shows? Yeah. Like, like I'm sure you take a break in the middle of your show. Let you us in after intermission. Escort us out. Oh, 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 you want to see the first half? That's always the better half. You're right. Oh, okay. Or, you know, the second half is pretty cool too, because then we get a free encore. Tell you what, half of the first half... Half of half the second, of second half. The, the, the first half of the first half and the second half yeah. of the second half? Yeah, exactly. So you, he plays three-hour shows, so there's a good 90 minutes. We can go watch Monsters, Inc. in the parking but lot. I love Monsters, Inc., but here's the thing. We can still watch it. I just, I enjoy the big finish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's turn that into a drop. <laughs> Adam Scott today had a few words about sex. 
<laughs> uh, so if we if we can have the second half of the second half first, yeah, and then have that's the our first demand. half of the first. Half. That's our demand, Bruce. You got to play the second half of your <laughs> second half of your show first. first. And then you can play the middle in whatever order you want. Yeah, we're we don't gonna, care. We're going to be watching Monsters, Inc. We yeah. don't care. We don't give a shit. Don't give two shits. Yes. But then we want to see your first, first half, half of, of your first, first half. But that needs to be the the how the show ends. Yes, that needs to be how the show ends. And by the way, it needs to be to the second. So if you're in the yeah. middle of a song, stop. Stop. And then walk off stage. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So that's what we want. That's what we want. So do you think, how would he explain that to the audience? What's going on? I don't think he needs to explain it to the audience as much as he needs to explain it to the E Street Band. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They've got to know what's going on. They have to know. They have, they're listening as well. Because they're going to start, if they're doing the second half of the second half first, that means the show is going to have to start like in the middle of in some the, other yeah, song. Yeah, probably in the middle of, oh, like, what's one of his songs? Rumble, the River? Rumblefish. Rumblefish? <laughs> Did he do the Rumblefish soundtrack? Yeah. I think Stuart Copeland may have done that one. Huh. Maybe all, all The Rising. The Rising. The Rising. Sure, that's a great example. Yeah. So in the middle of The Rising, he's, he's already saying, come on, and then he just starts it right in the middle, and he goes... Up to the rise. Yeah, that's how the, the entire concert starts. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, what the fuck is going on? But He's the like, Eastery Band, they're Scott, clued in. Scott and Scott made some demands. Because <laughs> I didn't get back to them. Because I had the wrong number and had to go to the Genius Bar. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone goes, we understand. We get it. We get it. So look, that that's just one example of a demand that, that goes up. And yeah. and Bruce, it's gonna continue the longer it takes for you to get a hold of us. Yeah, pick up that phone. Bro. We need like we fully from the genius bar. We fully expect episode three to be interview with Bruce Springsteen and probably as a bonus, we'll tack on the full concert at how, the end of it. How long was that interview? I'm forgetting now. Well, Several it's, hours. It's three hours if it's one on one and only chit chat. Yeah, only chit chat, only small talk. Small talk. But it's six hours if he wants to bring little Steven. Okay. All right. And it and the clock starts over anytime it it becomes not chit chat yeah. anymore. So if little Steven is there though, can we talk about uh music or is it still just chit chat? It's ch- we can talk about the sopranos, that's fine. Okay. But just cocktail conversation. Just yeah, bah, like bah, oh bah, bah, hey, bah. what's going? Where where do you live now? Have, have you? Do you guys taken any trips this summer? <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. He's like, yeah, I took a trip with the E Street Band all across Europe, and you're like, nope, clock ah, starts over. Too bad, clock starts over. So that's our that's that's how long the interview is now. I'm gonna. I feel like we asked for too much with the concert, so I'm I'm gonna keep the interview to the previously discussed parameters. Okay. All right. I think the concert was enough of an increase in demand. Yeah. I, I think and, and extremely confusing. <laughs> for, 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 not for the audience because they all scream, we get we it. We get it. We get it. And not for the East Street Band because he he does extensive rehearsals with them. Oh, yeah. To make they, sure that they all come in at the exact same midpoint of the rising. Those guys, they can turn on a dime and you could set your watch to them. They're so good. <laughs> I have set my watch to... Uh, to Max Weinberg yeah, at one too. point. Me too. 
Every yeah. morning I set my watch to Max Weinberg. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he does the he has a service where he calls you. Yeah. Um he calls you. That's the other thing. He calls like me. you don't it's not like you calling the time. Remember when you used to call the time? It would be like the time is the tone at the tone the time will be three oh three and eight seconds. I wonder if that still exists. We could try to call it. Do you want to call what, it? What was that number? It was whatever area code you're in and then I used to call something, it something, 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 one, time. two, one, two, or actually the last four numbers never, never, uh, were, you could do in any order. I used to do one, two, one, two. What is, let me, let's see if it exists. Call the time. I wonder if it's that same little Despite lady. heavy smartphone use, you can still call for the time, it says. What is the number? What? What if it's Max Weinberg? That's what I'm saying is I've heard it's him and he's like, Hey, this is Max Weinberg. Uh, listen to this uh, here, here, Google. Plug, Despite plug. heavy smartphone use, I you just... can call. I know. <laughs> Does it have the number? Let me see here. Um, at the there's, tone, a, there's a whole fucking article about it. And 202. There's no number. Two, oh, 202? Hold on. Here we go. Ready? Uh, two. Wait, wait, what was that number you said? 262. 262? <laughs> no, sorry. Two. <laughs> Two zero two. Two zero two. Okay. Seven six two. Seven six two. One four. One four. Oh one. Oh. Sorry. Six one. Jesus. Zero one. One four zero one. <laughs> That's what I. <laughs> Fucking insult. All right. Here we go. It's fucking busy. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, fuck this. Why would anyone do this? No, no. <laughs> Sounds like someone else is doing it right now. Because we're, we we broadcast it on the air, it gets so busy, everyone's calling. When was the last time you heard a busy signal, by the way? I know. You, but how how many... This, how many How many lines can you juggle at the same time? If like two people are calling at the same time? Um... Yeah, you mean call waiting? When does yeah. that kick in? No, I mean, I know it kicks in the second person who calls. <laughs> You're asking if there's 19 people Yeah, could calling. 19 people call at the same time? And all get call waiting? Yeah. And you're just like, up, uh, sorry, uh, sorry, I got sorry, another call. Up, uh, sorry. Uh, sorry, I got another call. Uh, sorry. Like you're one of the switchboard operators in John Wick. Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> That's what they do in John Wick. <laughs> they all have 40s clothes and tattoos, and they're like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the signature moves of those films. Sorry. All right. Today we're going to be covering Bruce Springsteen's second album, The Wild, The Innocent, and The East Street Shuffle. Yeah. Are you ready for it? We need to take a break. Um, but let's come back and we'll talk about the record. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. All right. We're going to take a break. We will be right back in just a jiff. With more you springin' Springsteen on my bean after this. Bruce Springsteen singing the musical question Fade Away? Fade Away? Fade away, um, Adam. Yeah, we're now. I would say a third of the way through the episode. Whoa, 
Already. It, Already. it just goes, it, it zips by if I can, uh, if I can throw that in. That, that's what they say. You know, I, I, I don't know if you knew this, but I just had uh, a baby. Huh, if, congrats. If, if people only listen to this episode, not Comedy Bang Bang or Freedom or any of my other shows, maybe they don't know that. I just had a baby and they always say like, oh, the time goes so fast. Yeah. No, it fucking doesn't. Well, when they're babies, it goes very, very slow. Oh my God. It's like yeah. prison. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it feels like, uh, the first year kind of feels like three years. And then the second feels like six. Second feels like six. Third feels like 17. Wow. Shit. Fourth feels like five minutes. Fourth feels like five minutes? Five minutes. Oh, I got to savor all that. Fourth year. Five minutes. Fifth feels like like a year and a half. Hmm. Sixth. Uh, I feel like now we're just doing the the bit from the jerk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think I, I, I obviously saw that when I was like 10. And then... Saw it if, I feel like I saw it again in between 10 and 22, but then I forgot most of it. And then I remember uh, I was seeing this woman and uh, whoa, <laughs> and we both got super high and put that on. Yeah. And that conversation, I was like, this is not happening. I can't believe this is happening. And I had to rewatch it the next day to be like, was I just imagining that, that, that this was actually in a that, movie? That it was in it, that that was the bit, yeah. and I was like, "Ah, oh, this is the bit." The same thing happened to me in I watched The Evil Dead by myself, yeah, and the first one, yeah. and um, when the woman gets attacked by a tree, yeah, and the branch like slithers up and and essentially uh, uh, does something to her, yeah. I was like, I can't, that can't be what, and so I rewound that it. That wasn't in a movie. I rewound it 10 times and was like, I'm too high. I'm too high. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. seeing this. I'm not seeing I, you this. You know what? I watched I, it the next day. Yeah. It was I don't think I've ever seen the first Evil Dead. I think I've, I've just Only always two. started with two. Number one is, wait, is this, this is an episode of I Love Films. I think it is. Hey everyone, welcome to I Love Films. This is Scott. And this is Scott. And we're a couple of guys. Look, if you haven't heard this show, if this is your first episode, and every episode is someone's first episode. I guess it is, but if you haven't heard this show, I feel sorry for you. That means you don't love films. (laughs) I pity you. You don't love films like we do, because we're just two guys who love films. Love films. Films like... Give us an example of a film that you love. Well, a little little movie I like to call Citizen Kane. AKA, Heard of it? AKA the guy who missed his sled. <laughs> Rosebud, of course. Of course. Was Rosebud? Rosebud. That wasn't That was the sled, I don't think. Rosebud was, was his it? wife, wasn't uh-huh. it? I've, I've never seen it. What about The Godfather? Ah, uh, How about yes. that? That's a film. That is a film, a.k.a. the guy who missed his mob. <laughs> That's very funny. He goes off to the army. Yeah, yeah, no. He's like, I miss my mob. I want to come back to Mobby. <laughs> I miss my Mobby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, we're talking about the evil dead. Yeah. And... Uh, I uh I I saw Evil Dead 2. Now, usually sure. I'm not much for sequels. Let me, and... let me let me say that 
I think sequels are trash usually. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like Rocky two, please. Rocky one. Sure. I'll give you that. Like yeah. in a pinch, I'll give you Rocky one. Yeah. In a, in a squeeze, I'll give you Rocky three. Sure. But Good. neither a pinch nor squeeze. I'll just take Rocky. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you very much. But, the, but having a pinch and a squeeze <laughs> and you still <laughs> ask for Rocky too. Come on. <laughs> What the what is going on? <laughs> Get out of here with this. Anyway, so sequels usually we hate them. Yeah, but uh but then I saw a little movie called The Meg 2. Oh yeah. See, that's a film. That's a film. And I was like, wait, sequels can be good? Yeah. Meg 2 kind of redefined... So some people say Godfather 2 is better than the first one. I think that's crazy. That's crazy, because the first one is so good. Yeah. And the, and the second one is like, it's all about Cuba and all this boring I shit. I know. But in a pinch and a squeeze, I'll take Godfather <laughs> sure, 2. Sure, sure. Give me one pinch, even half a squeeze. I'll take Godfather 2. Give me, give me two pinches. And, and no a, squeezes? And, a, and no squeezes. And I'll take I'll take off other two, but Meg. Give me two. four squeezes. Okay, four squeezes and a half a pinch. Sure. Yeah. Okay. You got it. No, listen. That's fine. <laughs> you got a deal. Uh, but the Meg two led me to to realize that sequels can be good, and so then I went back and I watched Evil Dead two. Yeah. And I was like, what have I been missing? Yeah. Now I only watch sequels. Yeah. I I, I never, never. If I, there's not a two or a three or a four in in this movie. Forget it. That's why I watched District Nine, and then I, I fucking leave. I, I I leave that movie going like, okay, Districts One through Eight are probably pretty well, cool. Where are those movies? It wasn't a sequel. I felt hoodwinked. Oh, uh, that's fucking bullshit, bro. Yeah. And then I watched the the Hive. Yeah. And I thought it was the IV was a four. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and I. I they're, they constantly trick you this way. I got to tell you, I went to see the movie Seven. No, there's no one through six. You mean says seven n says seven says seven says seven n. Yeah, there's no one through six. No, and movies are constantly trying to trick you with this, and it's like they're just trying to get butts in the seats. That's all that matters. Yeah, because you know what? If a seat doesn't have a butt in it, what's it made for? Hey, if a tree falls in the forest and there's no butt in the seat, (laughs) do you hear the farts? (laughs) Bye, bye. Boy, good app. Haven't heard yeah, from those yeah, guys in no, a long they, time. They covered a lot of ground yeah, in a, a short amount of time. That was really good. Um, so we're talking about this album, The Wild, The Innocent, yeah. The Street Shuffle. Can I can I ask you, mm-hmm. Adam, yes. when did you first hear of The Wild, The Innocent, and The East Street Shuffle? Um, well, I think everyone has that day that they remember in their lives. It's mm-hmm. like, where were you... You know. And for some people, it's coming up. They have it circled on their calendar. Yeah. Of like, oh, yeah. I'm going to hear two about and a half the Wild Innocent yeah. the Street Shuffle on March 7th, 2027. Exactly. But I heard about it a long time ago. Really? Yes. What did you hear about it? I heard that it existed primarily. Mm-hmm. It was a physical thing that and, occupied space in the world. Exactly. It was an object mm-hmm. uh, where some human beings took the time to record uh, instruments 
vocals. Uh, I heard it existed, and I was like, oh, so there's one of these things? And then they were like, oh, no, we made a bunch. Several copies. Yeah. Uh, so people could purchase them and bring mm-hmm. them home mm-hmm. and then listen to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, records. Uh, sure. Tapes. Ta- at, at the time, eight tracks. Eight track, eight track tapes. Cassette tapes. Sure. And then later on, uh, compact discs. You know, you buy sure, one. Down, sure, down the line. Down the there. line, yeah. We're talking 15 years later. Yeah, at least. Let me look at, when was the first compact disc of the wild? I got my first compact disc player, I think, in 1988. I got mine. And I remember I was the first one of anyone I knew that had one. I got mine in uh, December of 1987. I won a contest when I worked at the Los Angeles Times, Cold Calling. I people. remember this. I've talked to you about it in the first CD I ever bought. Do you remember that? No. A very special Christmas. Oh, the one with the, the Keith Haring? Yeah, yeah the first yeah. one, yeah. Uh, and that was a good... Uh, and I turned on that Sting song, uh, Gabriel's yeah. Trumpet, is that what it's called? And then Gabriel? you too had a song on there. But I turned on the Sting one, and it goes back and forth, and the speakers was like... It was the clearest sound I'd ever heard, and I was like... Yeah. This is what I want to do with my life, is listen to this song over and over <laughs> and over. And I listened to it maybe three times. I was like, all right. <laughs> That's I'm enough. done. <laughs> yeah, the um, it did. I mean, it sounded way better than tapes, which is what I was used to. Yeah, all these people who love vinyl, I get it. Yeah, but give me a sweet, that sweet, sweet metal. Do you uh, listen to records? Do you have like a vinyl collection? I'm sure we've some. already covered yeah. this. By the way, I I found the info. What year do you think the first CD of The Wild, The Innocent, and The East Street Shuffle came out? Probably like 1980. You think CD technology was was around in 1980? It for sure was. It just wasn't widespread. It wasn't popular. Like, yeah. That's interesting because I because like it took so long for for CD for like old albums to yeah. finally catch up. Like you, it would be like, hey, this is finally coming out on yeah, CD. like the Beatles or whatever. I yeah. would have assumed 80. 788 89 yeah 84 huh okay so that's that's pr- the split yeah. in the diff of yeah. what what we both thought that's that's earlier than i thought and later than what you thought but remember like the billy joel album 52nd street was included in every sony compact disc player you really bought. yeah is that how you and, first heard of billy joel but that was <laughs> that was like in the late 70s or let maybe? me look, let me look that up because uh uh you can go to discogs.com and it has all this information. Uh, 214 versions of 52nd Street have come out. What? Yeah. That's, it counts everything. The test pressings, the, the eight tracks, everything. I'm looking for the first CD version. And the, fir- the very first CD version, Adam, mm-hmm. came out on a little year called... I saw it and found it. That's why I'm vamping. How am I doing in the vamping department, oh, by the way? great. Way better than I'm doing. Yeah, because you're just on your phone. Well, I'm trying to see about the... Okay, I got it. 1982. Japan. 1982. Japan version. Goldface pre-emphasis. 1983 was the repress uh, from CBS Sony in Japan. And then the U.S. first U.S. CD, 1983. Oh, look at this! How Billy Joel's 52nd Street became the first compact disc released. Released? Uh, October 1st, 1982, in Japan. 
like you said. It was the very first CD ever to come out. That's what they said. That what that's what it says. The album came out in '78, but the CD came out in '82. You're a speed reader, right? So can you just read really fast and tell us what it says? Yeah, I just read the entire internet. What the entire want, internet? Yeah. Oh, I didn't need you to do that. What do you want to know? Well, what's porn? Well, I could explain <laughs> in several different ways. <laughs> you know it when you see it. Uh, it wasn't the first CD. It was just the first CD released. I don't know of what, his why or, something. or how. Who Somewhere I heard that it was included in Sony CD players. I bet it was. Maybe and that's they're bullshit. Just, they're, they're keeping it close to the vest about that because they're embarrassed now. Oh, it's so embarrassing. <laughs> um. So you, wh- when did you, when did you hear this album for the first time? I think I heard it when I started, uh, kind of getting into and exploring Bruce Springsteen, which was after I got into Nebraska when I was in right. high school. We covered this last week. Yeah, yeah. Right? I started like going back into the back catalog and right. And this is was. Did you hear this was an important one or? No, it was. I think Born to Run and you know everything after was kind of mm-hmm. you know uh, hoisted up as being the most important but i did go back and, and didn't really connect with this album back then it wasn't until i reapproached springsteen in like the very early 2000s that i really kind of listened to this album okay very similar to my story i think let's hear it um let's see i bought it i listened to it <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, I I think I I must have gone backwards right around the same time, 2000 mm-hmm. or whatever, and I bought all of them, yep. all of the early ones. I think this is one that I, I, I'm sure I got it used somewhere yep. for like $3. Yep. And, um, but uh, I liked it. I, I'd never really, because I only really knew about Springsteen starting with Born in the USA, mm-hmm. I kind of knew him as like, oh, he sings these three, four minute pop songs. Yeah. Um, I never really knew about his, like, like for instance, I was more of a meatloaf fan before I was a Bruce Springsteen uh-huh. fan. Right. And so meatloaf's bat out of hell record famously right. uses the East street band as the backing band. Right. I didn't even know that. You didn't know that. No. Okay. So, or most of the East street band. That's right? crazy. And so meatloaf, uh, like Jim Steinman, who wrote all those Meatloaf songs yeah. that we all love, he's like kind of doing the same thing of like all of his songs are like nine minutes long yeah, and they're yeah. in three parts yeah. and stuff like that. You know, Paradise by the Dashboard Light is a great yeah. example of it. And so I knew I I knew those songs and I really love that style of like these epic sweeping songs. Yeah. And I never knew that Springsteen did those kind of things. Yeah. And then you find out later like, oh, Jim Steinman is kind of like doing what Springsteen did on these early yeah. records. And his um, albums have like seven songs because they're so they're long. all so long. Yeah. yeah, this is a long. Well, let's go through th- some stats. Uh, the Wild, the Innocent, and the East Street Shuffle released November five, nineteen seventy three. Wow. Although I think there are there's some confusion about that date, um, because it's on his official website. I think it says a different date that's earlier, but oh, really? they were all, they were, they were recording it at that time. So it couldn't huh. be possible. But, um, there, I believe there's a little confusion about it because Adam, the record was released with little to no fanfare, no album release party because, uh, his first album was not a huge, didn't sell all that well. And Clive Davis who signed him, left the company before this oh, was that's released. That's right. I just watched that Clive Davis documentary. 
Which one? Clive uh, with an exclamation point. That's right. That's the one. <laughs> um, and I remember this. Clive time. It was a heartbreaking time for Mr. Davis. Why? Because he left the company that he created or got edged out, pushed out. And then went and started his own company. His own thing. And and of course, then gave Kelly Clarkson a hard time. <laughs> That's <laughs> there are only to that. two points of interest, <laughs> according to Scott Ackerman. Um, You'll never forgive him for that. Nope. So, yeah, this album came out, and and that's why the release date is sort of hard to pinpoint from what I understand, um, uh, is because it j- just, you know, just kind of came out under the radar. Uh-huh. Um, it is seven songs, four on the first side, three on the second side, and yet it is longer than his first record. It is 46 minutes and 47 seconds. Yeah, these are some long songs. These are some long-ass songs. Um, who do we have? We have uh, the E Street Band is is hasn't totally coalesced into the classic right. version yet, but we have Clarence Clemens is there. Have we talked about Clarence on this show yet? Oh, we haven't. The big boy. Oh, man. Bob's big boy. He is a big, incredible man. How about that? He plays tenor saxophone, does a little backing vox. Yeah, he sings. He sings. He sings. You would think. Sings and blows that horn. You would think that he'd be too busy blowing the horn to sing. Nope. He puts it aside sometimes. And you then... can do both of those things at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just use two different sides of your mouth. That's, That's all you right. gotta do. Um, Danny Federici, you have on um organ, uh second piano, accordion, uh-huh. uh, very famously in some of these songs, and then uh backing vocals. Um, then you have this guy, Gary Talent, which by the way, you can't just use a stage name of talent and go like, oh, I'm so talented. Yeah, that's a pretty ballsy move. Now, wait, did Gary Talent stay with the band? Uh, he is the only original member besides Springsteen. Who stayed the entire Who stayed, time? Yeah, he, he's, still, he's still there, it looks like. Yep, he's still there. Can you imagine? He and Springsteen. a long time. A long time. Um, David Sanchez. I hope I'm saying that right. David Sanchez. He was an early member of the E Street Band, and he's on the first three records, but then he comes back in the 90s. Uh-huh. And then uh, even in the 20, 2010s, in 2019, he's back. Amazing. And then you got... Mad Dog. Ooh, the Mad Dog. Mad Dog, Vinny Lopez, he's on drums. And Mad Dog is, uh, he played in Steel Mill, which we talked about last time. And he's only on the first two of the Bruce Springsteen records. I don't know so whatever happened. So Max yet. Weinberg comes in at Born to Run then. Yeah, Max Weinberg's late. And by the way, little Steven, we've talked about him. He's still not there. They know each other. But isn't he on Born to Run? We're not talking about Born to Run. I'm so sorry. I I realize that now. (laughs) We need to stick to (laughs) chit-chat. We're talking about the Wild, the Innocent, the East Street Shuffle. And that's who we have. It's produced by... uh, Who produces this shit? Um, Oh, Mike Appel. We've talked about Mike Appel. He was Mm -hmm. uh, Springsteen's manager. And Jim 
Kretikos. Did we, was Kretikos on the last record? I I feel like I've said the word Kretikos before. Is he a um, an engineer or a? He's well. He's definitely mix. one of the producers. And, oh, he's one uh, of the producers. Did he do the last one? Where the hell are is all the production credits? Where the fuck are all these production credits that were so? Well, it just says Mike Capel and Jim Kretikos. Yeah. Anyway, Jim Kretikos, who knows what your fucking deal is. But, <laughs> but Oh, yeah. It's the same two dudes same for two dudes. Okay. greetings from Asbury Park. Okay, great. Um, of course, you got Richard Blackwell on percussion, Albany Al Telone. Yeah, those guys. You, you know. He's on baritone sax, yeah. of course. Suki uh, Lav does the uh, choir vocals, which yeah, is Suki's, uh, in there. Suki's in there. She uh, is an Israeli violinist, um, and she played uh, for about six months in the E Street Band. Uh, yeah. played the violin. And um, you know David Gar, he's doing all the photography. Wow, they got David Gar to get in there and take those pics. Which basically is like the front cover is Bruce Springsteen, and I read this. He just ate three jelly beans, and that's why his his fingers uh-huh. are up by his yeah by his lips. He's trying to keep them in because because mm-hmm. uh, jelly a little nineteen seventy three jelly beans were huge. Yeah, they were like uh, bigger than gumballs or gobstoppers. They were egg sized. Yeah, so he's like, oh man, these jelly beans. I took too many of them in. Gotta keep these jelly <laughs> beans in my mouth. Jelly beans. So that's why he has his fingers by his mouth. So, and then uh, of course David Gar is like. This is picture uh, time. Snap some some of these pickies. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all the that's all the stats. Yeah, that's what we got. Um, and uh, this is his oh this is his second album. By the way, singles we'll talk about when they come up. Um, so that's the stats. So that and oh, did I say when it came out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nineteen seventy three. End of nineteen seventy three. So uh, is Richard Nixon? Still in office at this point. The singles are weird. You're weird. Thank you. <laughs> Why be normal? <laughs> Why be normal? I had a friend in high school who wore that pin yeah, every day. I knew, was like, I knew people who had that <laughs> pin. Um, yeah, not, so Richard... Or with normal with an anti-sign through it. Yeah, boy. When did Richard Nixon leave office? 1973. 1973. What day, though? I think it was in... No, 74. He He's, did? Yeah. Yeah, idiot. Sorry. April, tw- April 22, 1994 is when he died. So he died 20 years after he left office. So he d- it just... He died of shame. It takes 20 years to die of shame? Yeah, it's a slow mover. <laughs> he left office as president on August 9 of 1974 so deep yeah. in 74 i was a year and a half old and you remember I was it. pushing him out yeah it's like get the fuck out hey tricky dick yeah and then he turned around and did the uh-huh. double the victory sign and i was like fuck you <laughs> hey tricky dick don't trip on your dick <laughs> on your way out the fucking door i get it um, so that's all the stats, Adam. So we got to take a break. Yeah. When we come back, we're going to listen to these songs and we're going to, we're going to talk about what we think about them. How's that sound? I think that's a great idea. All right. So we're going to do that. We're going to take a break. This of course is a little podcast called you spring and Springsteen on my bean. 
We'll be right back. Back, you spring and Springsteen on my bean. That's a song by the musical artist known as Bruce Springsteen, who happens yeah. to be the person that we're covering on this uh, particular uh, podcast. And um, Adam, we're back with uh, the Wild, the Innocent, the East Street Shuffle. And um, you ready to do this? You ready to go? Yeah. Track by track. Now, these are, for the most part, these are long songs with multi-part, multi-parts. So, and we're only really able to play like a minute of these things. Maybe we can skip around sometimes to some of the other parts, but, um, you know, just hearing the beginning of these, sometimes they have long intros too that, and the song doesn't even kick in. So it's essentially, it's a more experimental album that has only seven tracks and they all take a long time to listen to. I think the, sh- the shortest one is this first yeah, the one, first I believe, which is only four and a half minutes. Um, and then there's one that's four forty seven, but everything else is over five and usually over seven. And there's one that, that, uh, closes the album out at 10 minutes. So, um, definitely now, if you only know Bruce Springsteen from his more recent stuff, it's, it's a little bit different. And do, was this kind of a, a trend for lack of a better word at the time, just to have these big expansive epic songs or was he well, see, kind of leading the pack? Bye bye American pie. Yeah. So that's a longy. That's one of the long ones. That's a long thinny. A long one and a thin, it's a mile wide and an inch deep. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I guess it I was. Don't know. I mean, it's not like certainly a little bit before real prog rock, or maybe it's it's not. I mean, not, it's kinda, not that this is at all, but this just kind of the prog big rock epic started songs. in in like sixty, the late sixties, and oh, okay, and then. like bands like Yes were doing right, these right. long ten minute, fourteen minute songs yeah. sometimes. Uh, sometimes a, a band like Yes or some of these other prog bands would do like an entire side of the record would be one song, yeah. you know what I mean? And then the the next side would be more shorties, yeah. shorties and thickies. <laughs> short, <laughs> short and thick. But, but, um, he, but these are not, I mean, these are just long rock and roll songs. Yes, well, that that's the other thing is, is we talked in the last episode that Springsteen came in and everyone expected him to be a Dylan type that did folk music yeah. by himself. And he was like, nope, my buddies are on this. And you can't do jack shit about it. And they were like, "Okay, all right, all right." Put the gun down. His buddies on this, like this, has none of those like acoustic songs. He's he's essentially said he's inching closer to his style. I think, yeah, because he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna have the E Street Band now on every song instead of half and half." Yeah. Um, and so, uh, but but the songs are still not the Springsteen style yet which is interesting so let's hear this first one this is the titular e street shuffle and this is bruce springsteen and the e street band Thank you. 
So, this is probably the most, this is the shortest song and also maybe the most, like, easily digestible or understandable ones. Yeah, and it sounds the most like the previous album. Yeah, it's interesting because, okay, the East, the typical E Street sound, he's inching closer to the R&B sort of Van Morrison-y yeah. kind of, like, typical E Street sound. But I think this is the only song where they have that that particular organ sound going, yeah, whatever, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. that's sort of like a Stevie Wonder. Yeah. This is the only one that he's ever recorded with that sound. Yeah. It's like, hey, what if we did that? You know, he's still in the what if we did this yeah. phase. I like it, though. It I like cool. it. It's just not his typical. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't sound like him, really. I mean, this is a meticulously rehearsed band. That's for sure. They probably rehearsed this like two times before yeah. oh, they recorded it. Which is meticulous. So I think it's a good opener in the sense of like setting a cool tone. Uh-huh. I can't Fun. say that, I can't say that I ever like I don't know that it amounts to all that much. Uh-huh. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, it's a kind of fluffy. Does not a like not it's not the filled most with meaning hook or filled. Yeah. Song. He's just yeah. kind of going, yay, we're all here, we're like all a, dancing, yeah. we're all singing, Yeah, it's and a, you enjoy it. <laughs> it's a party song. <laughs> you I throw could, a party and just listen to this song like 19 times. <laughs> and everyone has to get the fuck out. Now, to be fair, they don't have to go home. No, but you, you can't, you can stay you anywhere, but you can't you stay here. What is it? Go to your grandma's house. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Yeah. That's the uh, the Eastery Shuffle, the and shortest song on the album, but s- feels long. Do you think he was hoping that the the dance, the Eastery Shuffle, would catch on? Yeah. Do, do you know how to do it? Yeah. Here, let me do it. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> wow, I didn't realize it involved like yeah. karate in it. <laughs> I had to learn karate. Are you to do okay? That dance. No. Oh. Are you okay? Because I did the karate chops yeah, on you. right in my face. Yeah. Whew. Um, I don't know that uh, that song has even necessarily... It's not It's not one that he, he plays live all that much. Yeah, I, I wouldn't imagine. I mean, I know there's one song on this album that he plays live all the time, but... Yeah. It's not this one. It's not this one. Um, but but I like it. That's the thing. Like when I turn yeah, on, I like it's it a good, it's a good mood setter. Yeah. But it's like it's it's like would you go to a restaurant and just say like uh, I'll have uh, fourteen amuse bouches, please. Yeah. No, you'd you'd no. be thrown out of the restaurant. Not then, unless to be you... fair, they'd say you don't have to go home. But you just can't stay here and <laughs> eat fourteen amuse bouches, right. you dick. You fucking dick. Um, that's the Eastery Shuffle. Now, this next song, they 
do play this sometimes, don't they? Yeah, this is actually a kind of a considered a classic. This, yeah, this is one of the the three or four like considered classic Springsteen songs. Yeah, and uh, this is called Fourth of July, Asbury Park parentheses Sandy, Sandy, and parentheses. And this is. Do you think they're talking? He's talking about Sandy Meisner, the so. acting teacher? acting teacher. I hope so. Hey, thanks for all those lessons. Thanks for teaching me how to act. I'm not going to use it until I get on Broadway. Here we go. 50 fucking years. Long intro. Sandy. Oh, uh, yeah. Meisner. Fireworks are hailing over Lillian tonight. Forcing a light. And all those stony faces left stranded on this warm July. Downtown, the circuits for a switch. Blade lovers, so fast, so shiny, so sharp. As the wizards play down on Pinball Way, on the boardwalk way past dark. And the boys from the casino dance with the shirts open Like Latin lovers on the shore Chasing all them silly New York virgins by the score You know, uh, I take that back. E Street Shuffle, he plays all the time. Does he play East Street He just played it in the show I saw back in uh, April. What a, what a weirdo. Yeah. I, th- I think that, that might have been a tour debut because he hasn't been playing it a lot on he this hasn't? tour. He has Okay. No, but, but um, I, yeah, he did. That, that's one thing that's great about Springsteen when you see him live is he literally one show, there's well, whatever show you'll see, he'll, he'll play a song from one of his early albums that he hasn't played in decades, you know, and be like, yeah, there's a, there's always a, a time where the show stops and he takes requests from the audience. Like, they yeah, throw, one by one. Yeah, yeah. Every single person plays one song for each person. That's why his shows are so long. Yep. Um, this, of course, it, so it's interesting. I, f- I feel like the first song, the E Street Shuffle, is like, he's singing it as Bruce Springsteen. He's like, yeah. hey, everyone do the E Street Shuffle, right? Yeah. I'm Bruce Springsteen. I'm singing to you. Then... Every other one of the songs, he kind of dips into character, right? Uh-huh. And these are like character sketches. And this is like, people call it the quintessential like Jersey Shore song because it's it's very evocative of this like young teenager on the Jersey Shore uh-huh. talking to a girl named Sandy. And you have Danny Federici on the accordion, which, you know, you would have been hearing as you're, you're strolling down the, uh, the, the boardwalk. Uh-huh. Um, what do we think? Yeah, I, 
I like this song. It it's long. It's not even. It's it's like five and a half minutes yeah. or so. But I mean, that's kind of long for a. Well, I mean, for a ballad, yeah. they're slower. So yeah, they so have it to takes be longer. longer. Yeah, yeah. No, I like this song. Uh, you got the stoned out faces, the switchblade lovers, the greasers yeah. who tramp the streets or get busted for sleeping on the beach all night. I love his uh, poetry. I love the way he writes lyrics. He's basically just uh, painting a picture, almost like a guy named Van Gogh. Yeah, would Van paint, Gogh would paint pictures. Um, how, how, how about you? How, how do you feel? About I like that. I mean, I, I definitely it is a ballad, and it's a little more low key, and it's not the the sound yet of the E Street Band, but. I like it. I think it's it's cool. And then, you know, the the accordion part, Danny Federici, um, when he got sick uh, with melanoma before he died, he he came back to the band. And that was the one song that he was like, we got to play. We got to play this because this is where this is like his favorite song to play. Um, So he played that up until he passed away. Um, And yeah, I like it. It's. I think I think it's a, a cool song. It was uh, covered. It it actually I believe was one of the first Springsteen songs ever to be covered by another band. Oh really? Well, who, who covered the Hollies? Covered no it. Let's hear a little bit of the Hollies version. Um, this was before Manfred Mann started covering all all of those oh, records and took Blind so many. by the Light to number one and everything. Did he ever cover this? No. This is, uh, uh, Air Supply covered this as well. The aurora is rising behind us. Those beer lights are carnival forever. That was the thing, like, back then, Springsteen was kind of, like, trying to pay- paint these oral pictures and wasn't trying to hit the charts necessarily yeah. with them. But then he was kind of like, oh, maybe I have this career as a guy. Like, I'll put out my versions of the songs that are a little more complex and they're long. And then a pop group will pick out the great melody and do a pop version of it. Sort of like what Dylan was doing originally. Um, This is definitely a more sort of mass digestible version. Yeah, and the air supply version I haven't heard, but um, I would imagine that's even that was in the eighties, I believe, is when they put it out. Wow! 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 Is that Joey Lawrence? Wow! I think he said whoa, "Whoa," not "Wow." Whoa, Joey Lawrence! If he said "Wow," go. Wow! (laughs) So that is the first single from the record. But it's weird how here it says the first single came out in a weird time. Like, well, there. I think we'll get to that's that's the extra. That's one of the bonus songs that's not on the record. Is that what you're thinking of? You mean this song, the Fourth of July? I don't know. I don't now. I don't know what we're talking. Oh, it came out in Germany. Yeah, like at least on Wikipedia, the singles. Yeah, I don't, like no, came out seventy five and seventy nine. No, no. So here's here's what happened. They didn't put out any singles. They in did the it. US. it. It did just came out. It just came out. Weird. They put out a uh, in seventy five. They put out in Germany. Ba- basically, what happened was when Born to Run suddenly like catapulted oh, him to yeah. stardom. They went back and released. So Got they it. they went back and released some of these as singles. Um, but this 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 is considered a single because it came out in Germany a few years after the album. Got it. Um, all right. 
Let's go to track three on side one. This is a little song called Kitty's Back. I think it's about Kitty Pride of the X-Men. Yeah, it's got to be. Now, this kind of sounds like it's out of that movie you love so much, Cats. Yeah, well, I think it's interesting. The movie Cats. Yeah. But also Cats. Mm hmm. This so, is not my favorite. So, okay, so definitely jazzy, yeah. jazzier than what you expect Springsteen to do. And this is like, this is, I would say, the last experimental Springsteen album yeah. in, in terms of like, he still doesn't know what's going to hit. Yeah. And so he's like, what if I did like a Broadway show tune? Yeah. Now, what's interesting is, is this tour that he's on right now, he plays it almost every night. Kitty's back. Kitty's back. Yes, he does. And it's not my favorite song that I that I think he's been playing recently. Oh yeah, he does. How weird. And he plays a bit because he's got a big horn section for this. Yeah, tour. yeah, yeah. He plays it with a big horn section, and it's jazzy as hell. That said, the recorded version I think kind of rocks a little in some places when we get to the instrumental section though i remember people going crazy when he started playing because now i'm looking at the set list right um and me just being like wait what's this song <laughs> yeah like i just always because it's just, yeah like all this yeah. sounds technically cool but you could be watching harry connick jr for all right you know. right it's definitely like you know 60s it definitely feels like Prague in a way, too. Yeah, now it does. But this kind of rocks, too. I don't know. I'm, I'm conflicted on it. You know, he's a kick-ass lead guitarist. And he can even play rhythm. Yeah. Like, listen to this. This sounds cool. Yeah. But it's a little like, you know... You're watching Dragnet and two cars are chasing each other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that sounds cool, but now we're back at... Yeah. 
definitely not my favorite, but there, but and, and I'll tell you the I, I haven't been to a Springsteen show this tour yet because he hasn't played L.A. and I haven't been able to leave. But um, I've listened to a bunch of them. Yeah. And uh, anytime it comes up, I'm a little like, this yeah. is eight minutes I could be spending yeah. listening to a different Springsteen song. But at the same time, I like this. I listened to this album again last night. And I was like. It kind of rocks too. I don't know. Well, I'm sure it's super fun to play. They probably love oh, yeah. playing it. Every well, because night. every other song you're playing is like you know, do 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 yeah, do yeah. do do do. Yeah. You know, it's like oh, thank God we get to play something with like different time signatures. That's right. But yeah, I don't know. Kitty's back. Kitty's back. So now, this is the last song on the first side, and. um this is, I would say, probably the most experimental thing on the record. Yeah. This is a song called Wild Billy's Circus Story. <laughs> and it's basically him telling a story about a, a kid watching them clean up after a circus. So, and they're shoveling el- elfin I mean, shit if I and all that kind of penny stuff. For every time I heard a song about someone cleaning up after a circus. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> is that you? Pardon me. Excuse me. Climbs his first wheel like a breeze. In the fire eaters lying in a pool of sweat, victim of a heat wave. Behind the tent, the hired hand tightens his legs on the sword, swallow where's bleed. Circus towns on the short way. Well, the runway lies ahead like a great false dawn. Whoa, fat lady, big mama, Miss Bembo sits in her chair and yawns. So, so this is like Springsteen. Basically, like he—he's not even trying to do pop music. I feel like he's just out here going like, "I'm a storyteller, yeah. and and I'm going to use the instrumentation to enhance this story I'm telling, yeah. which is me telling the story about a kid watching everyone clean up after a circus and then being invited to join the circus and going off with them. Yeah, like which I think he is based on something he did once. Like he was watching them clean up and he's he's romanticizing the life of essentially what a musician does of like going out on the road and yeah being an did he actually do this like watch people clean up a circus is that the i think idea? he the story i heard is that he went to the zoo and watched one elephant take a shit and was like hey i want to write a song about this this is good <laughs> but um but it is just it's basically like made for a person who's gonna go like, oh my god, this guy just paints a total picture with his words and yeah. listen to this stuff. And it's not, it's not yet rock music. Yet. Yeah, I do like the song though. I think it's cool. Yeah. It sounds cool. It sounds cool, but it's like not. He's not there yet. He's not there yet. Yeah. But he's kind of like, what if I did this? Yeah. Um. So yeah, Wild Billy's circus yeah. story. Um. 
was one of the earlier songs that he wrote for this. He'd been noodling around with it. I think it was called Circus Song for a long Mm. time. And then uh, finally, like there are live versions of it where he has different different lyrics. And finally he hits on this version, I think. So yeah, I mean, that's the end of side one. So so basically beginning of side one, you got this kind of upbeat party, let's do the E Street Shuffle, then a ballad where you're walking around the boardwalk in New Jersey. Then you have this jazzy number, Kitty's Back, and then a circus number with a tuba. <laughs> it's it's kinda... weird. It's like all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So it's definitely the most experimental record so far. But then side two is kind of more looking towards the future of yes. where he ends up going. Side two is three songs. They are all over seven minutes. Um, and the last song is 10 minutes. And they're all like sweets, essentially. Yeah. They're all like basically bottle of red, bottle of white yeah. by by Billy Joel, yeah. where it's just telling this sweeping epic story in several parts. And the first one on side two is about an incident that he saw on 57th Street. And it's a song called Incident on 57th Street (laughs) by Bruce Springsteen. Okay, kind of classic piano intro that you hear in future songs. Yeah. Where paradise 
So this is the story of Spanish Johnny and Puerto Rican Jane. Uh, parallels to West Side Story and Romeo and Juliet. In fact, uh, Johnny is referred to as a cool Romeo and Jane is referred to as a late Juliet. Hmm. Um, I wonder how they got the parallel to Romeo and Juliet. (laughs) Johnny is, uh, he goes to Midtown Manhattan after being beat up while trying to work as a male escort. Um, And Jane comforts him and is basically like, Hey, Johnny, stay with me tonight. And he's like, well, sorry, me and the boys are going out tonight. Kind of a parallel to uh, Kisses Beth. Me and the boys are playing. By the way, Sandy, I was reading, speaking of Kiss, that Paul Stanley named the Kiss song Shandy after this, after really? Bruce Springsteen's Sandy. Yeah, that's a, a rumor, at least. Um, so this is just basically like this epic story of these two young star-crossed lovers. Again, he's like kind of speaking as a narrator. Yeah. As a guy like telling the story, right? I feel like he's on this album he's really moving oh, start, it's like the transition from these like fun party pop songs like E Street Shuffle and kind of zeroing in on where he ends up going which is these big stories and yeah. like you said like acting as this narrator sometimes he's characters. The, sometimes he's in first person yeah where he's like hey i'm gonna do the you know yeah. like glory days is this, yeah. i think that's in first person uh-huh. right yeah. um and it's all and it's like not bruce springsteen as himself going like hey remember glory days yeah it's like a character yeah. study of someone same a, with uh born to run yeah you know so like that's kind of where he's at but this one he's in the third person yep um, and he's saying like Johnny did this and Sandy yep. did this, but then sometimes he slips into first person where he's like, "Hey, hey," I don't know. Yeah, I think. Yeah, but I mean, like you know, Nebraska, which is w- what I originally got into Bruce Springsteen for, was like Highway Patrolman, like yeah, telling these incredible stories that right. were like suspenseful and interesting. He t- uh, he tells he he doesn't tell some of the stories that you know, like the Three Little Bears. That one, Goldilocks. He doesn't say. He doesn't tell that one ever. He doesn't tell that one, and I'm disappointed because I still don't know that story. By the way, we have a new demand, Bruce. If you haven't gotten back to us by now, and I know you haven't, you got to write a song about Goldilocks and the Three Goldilocks Bears. Goldilocks and the Three Bears, and they can be on the south side of uh, Jersey. Do whatever if you want the them fuck to. you have to. Yeah. Whatever makes it we makes just sense to you. Want the story? Because <laughs> we don't. We don't know how it don't ends. Don't know it. Don't know it. We heard about it. Here it's great. Must be nice to know it. <laughs> so that that song lasts for seven minutes and forty five seconds, and actually segues into the next song. So it's almost like it's a suite of the uh, of the two songs. What do you think of Incident at Fifty Seventh Street? I like it a lot. I like the chorus especially. Yeah, me too. I think um, it's awesome. And if you have seven minutes, where you're not doing anything, why not? Why not put it on? Yeah. Um, no, I, I think it's an awesome song. Yeah, this whole side I think yeah. is a great. Like, it, uh, essentially, I could take or leave the first side a lot of times, but this mm-hmm. this second side is becomes essential. Springsteen, totally. Um, it segues directly into the next song, and this is uh, one of the most classic Bruce Springsteen songs of all time. Yep. It goes right into "Rosalita, Come Out Tonight" by Bruce Springsteen from the album The Wild, The Innocent, and The Eastern Shuffle.
So, classic. There's nothing wrong with this. Nope. So ever since he wrote it, it traditionally became the song that he would close every concert with. Right. Uh, until about 1984, when to sort of disrupt everything and be like, hey, we're, we're not just going to do this every time. Yeah. He stopped playing it. Stop playing it all together. Yeah, stop playing it all together. And people are like, no, yeah, what we, want it, we want you to end your concerts this way. He would play it sporadically uh, after that. And then finally around uh, 2008, it, again, now it's become yeah. like the last song every every time you see. I know Not, it's in the encore. Of- it's in the encore, I think, of this tour. Yeah. But I think he always, he doesn't end with it. It's always right. like, he does a, like three or four songs in a row that bleed into one another. And I think yeah. this, this is maybe the second to last one each time. Yeah, the encore is long and the house lights are up for the entire thing. It's like a half hour. Yeah, it's like, hey, my eyes. Yeah, hey, oh, 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 whoa. Um, and, and this song has several different parts to it. It's got, you know, great little part towards the end. This is also where in concerts, little Steven does the double mic duty, which uh, yeah. I was just like, guys, buy more mics. Yeah. Why do you have to share a microphone? Listen to this part. There's so many great parts to it. Yeah, it's fun. Um, when Born to Run was about to come out and they sent advances of it to all the radio stations, people were like, oh, this is going to be huge. So yeah. they started playing this song to kind of like warm people warm up. people up and be like, hey, Born to Run's coming out. Here's Rosalita. So that's how this song sort of got a second oh, interesting. life. I didn't know that. Um, and then in the 80s, MTV played a, a live video of it uh-huh. uh, every once in a while. Huh. Um, and then it slows down a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. Just a smidge. Just a little bit. So one of one of the most classic. Yeah. If you, huge. Yeah. Huge song. If you're if you're looking for a primer of how to get into them. That's, yep. you, and if you ever go see them live, you're undoubtedly 99% chance you're going to see that That's song. That's exactly right. And uh, then, then, like a lot of people would be like, "Hey, that's either the first track or the last track on an album." Nope, nope. He's got a ten-minute track here called "New York City to Serenade." To finish the album, to finish the album, which now, has multiple parts. Yeah, is "New York City Serenade" played often, or has it been? Is it? He, I've I've seen him play it. Yeah, because it's but it's like a special thing when yeah, when yeah. they start playing these notes and people are like, "Oh people shit, freak you're out. gonna do yeah. the ten, full ten-minute." New York City Serenade. It's definitely one I think he does with the E Street Band more than he did on any solo shows, I think. I could be talking out of my ass, though. Again, we're not experts. Looking it up. We're casual fans. You hear that siren? Is that in? Is that in on the, the track or is that or down the street? I can't tell. You have sort of a Gershwin thing here, or or almost Bach maybe, yeah. and then going into jazzy Billy Joel, New York State of Mind. Mm-hmm. 
I like that it takes all this time with these yeah. intros and these songs. No, it totally is. If if you're a fan of Bottle of Red, Bottle of White, or yeah. any of the Meatloaf type songs, it truly is. They've played it live 116 times. Hmm. And how many shows has he done? 117? 117, that's right. Oh, he stopped playing it in 2014. This is too long. <laughs> and he only played it once. I can't do this shit anymore. No more. Played it mostly when the album came out. Right. So every, every once in a rare while, he'll... Oh, no, he played it in 2016, 2017. Yeah, he'll jump into it. I feel like... Did he play it on the show that I saw here in LA? I'm not sure. I feel like I've seen him play it at least once. And everyone was like, Fuck yeah. yes! So we are two minutes and 16 seconds in, and he still hasn't... I would say the song still hasn't started. This no. is all intro material. Oh, yeah. So we can talk about it while it's going on. What do we think of New York City Serenade? I like it. I like that it's long and sprawling. Mm -hmm. It's not in my, you know, in the pantheon of my favorite Bruce Springsteen songs, but I appreciate it. Do you think he's singing to New York or from New York? I think he's singing from New Jersey. At New York? At New York. Do you think it can hear? Well, New York City famously has big awesome ears that you can scream into and they can hear you from New Jersey hmm. did not know that and if you don't think they can then you're stupid I mean we're over three minutes in still haven't really kicked into the chorus or anything which is the the, the challenge in, with us talking about this song uh, as it as it happens Midnight Manhattan. It's funny because he's mostly played it out of the country. Really? At least maybe it's recently. To, maybe he's on the council for New York and he's trying to like educate everyone about what it's like. Yeah. He's on the Chamber of Converse. 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 I don't know quite what to say about it other yeah, than... Yeah, what do you think? Like, I, I think it's great. It's a, it's a total... 10 minute ride yeah it's like if, when you go to Disneyland sometimes you go to Disneyland and like you get into one of those carts like in say Roger Rabbit's yeah thrill ride thrill ride whatever it's called what is the Roger Rabbit ride called I don't know if that's still there I don't think it's there anymore but whoa aren't they getting rid of Toontown I think they did or no or they expanded it I just no, went like last weekend what were you doing there just hanging out Sometimes I go there and just hang out. Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin. Isn't that doesn't Roger Rabbit have a like little mini roller coaster in Toontown? God, I hope so. You think if he didn't? It was, how I mean, that would be insane if he did. Um, but you know how you you get into one of those things and it's like, oh, I waited in line for ninety minutes, two hours, three yeah. hours, four hours, five, five hours, hours. Yeah. and this thing's over in ninety seconds. Yeah. Not this song. No, this is 10 minutes. 
Can you imagine uh, one of those roller coasters lasting 10 minutes? And and being about Roger Rabbit, a yeah. song, a 10-minute song about Roger Rabbit? I bet no one has ever recorded a 10-minute song about Roger Rabbit before. No. Or a 10-minute roller coaster about Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you think Dolly Land has at least a 10-minute long roller coaster about Dolly Parton? I hope so. About Jolene? <laughs> Just about Jolene. <laughs> like she's dead. <laughs> Okay, this guy tried to steal her husband. (laughs) I'm going to make a a roller coaster about you. And it takes 10 minutes to get from (laughs) the beginning to the end. Um, We're about halfway through, but it's a great song. Yeah. Listen to it on your own time. Yeah. And that's the end of the album. So how do you feel about, do you think that this, it makes sense now looking back that these first two albums are him kind of, zeroing in on his thing and it's the next album that the next just, album it's is never the, the same again yeah the, uh, the next album suddenly he's figured out the template yeah and you can't necessarily go back to this type of stuff but that's why it's so interesting to listen to these of like oh here's a, I, I wouldn't say that i listened to the first half all that much but yeah. i love listening to the last half of Born to Run or this? No, of this. Of yeah, this. yeah, We're not yeah. talking about Born to Run yet. Well, I was just kind of setting the table for our discussion next week. We're just we we haven't finished dinner yet. You you no, already you're want right. to set the table? Yeah, I'm, you I'm, lunatic. I'm really sorry. Uh, yeah, I agree. Side one is him just sort of figuring it out, and side two, it sounds like he's he's like zeroed oh, in on okay. what he wants to do. And I think I think this album got really great reviews, mm-hmm. but again, was not popular, did not sell yeah. well, and kind of came and went um, without much fanfare. Um, there's a few tracks that were cut uh, that oh, yeah. we can we can hear some of, and and this first one is interesting because this was the first song that they recorded. Some even say that it was just purely a writer's demo. Like, like uh, basically they recorded the song to give to other artists uh-huh. to say, hey, do you like this song? Do you want to record it? But this is a song called The Fever. What's what's interesting about it is his manager, Bruce Springsteen's manager, the guy, Appel, who, who produced this record, he, without talking to anyone, without talking to Springsteen or anyone, slipped it to all these radio stations and they all started playing it, and it became kind of a hit huh. in a lot of these. Back, in, back then or in 73. Oh, in 73. And so Springsteen then still hasn't put out The Wild and the Innocent, the East Street Shuffle. He doesn't really know what's going on. He travels to these cities then to because doing promo, yeah. and everyone's like, when he's playing s- songs, they're like, play the fever. And he's yeah. like, what? Like, that's not even on the album. Yeah. How do you, and he doesn't know how to play it. And he's like, oh, so I hear that you've been hearing the fever. We're yeah. going to figure out how to play it next time I come through. Yeah. Um, an interesting song. Did you listen to any of these beforehand? No. Or Okay, great. <laughs> this sent, is sent to Adam. I, I've heard this. Oh, good. I have tracks. Oh, wow. So Congratulations. I've, I've heard all of those songs. This ended up coming out on 18 tracks, not tracks. Hmm. It's one of the most famous bootlegs, uh, but they didn't put it on tracks, which then made everyone was so upset that they rushed out a single disc version called 18 Tracks that had this and another popular song on it. So they put out like the sprawling compilation and it's not on it. It's not on there. Yes. And people were pissed. This is another seven and a half minute song. Kind of 
here's here's my opinion because apparently like Springsteen recorded it in one take and was like okay cool we got it and then never even thought he was ever going to put it on the album yeah grew to dislike it apparently yeah. here's my take on it after hearing it especially when all the chorus kicks in it's like slightly more of an R&B song yeah and I think he wanted to move in the rock direction yeah Sounds fun. Oh, he's distracted. Yeah, I guess so. What, is he on Twitter? What do you think he was watching? It's probably in live, the family? live tweeting the Emmys. Yeah, probably. Oh. oh. Listen to the right While he's watching TV? Maybe he's doing that Dark Side of the Moon, Wizard uh, of Oz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of trying to sync it up. But on the radio, that would suck because you just have to get it right. He'd have to call time. the DJ and be like, "Hey, yeah. can you play the entire album of Dark album Side of the over Moon. again? The Wizard of Oz is about to come on CBS. Here we go. Three, two, two one. Oh, I said the one. So, oh shit. Okay, here he comes. It's not really the style. Who's that? Probably Clarence. Probably Clarence, but I don't know. So yeah, a little more like R and B ish, but yeah. it became a hit, especially in like Texas and all these these markets. Um, and I don't think that he and he liked that. Didn't love. <laughs> he didn't love his. He no. He didn't like that his manager did that. That's my opinion because I think in an interview later he's kind of like. Okay, well, what happened with that song is someone, I'm not going to say who, yeah, leaked it to the <laughs> to these radio stations and then everyone like liked the song and I didn't like it, so. But um but you know, it's interesting that he did with it is um Little Steven, his band, Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes. Um he left that band to join the E Street Band and he felt bad about it, so he got them a record deal and produced songs and he he gave that song to Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes, and so they put out a version of it. Oh, really? That that did pretty well for them. Is a little sped up and a better tempo for it, I think. I was just checking if you played Fever in that. In that. He's he's he plays Fever occasionally. Yeah. I think this is a better version. And Springsteen, I think, likes this version better, too. Yeah. I think what happened is, is after tracks came out, a lot of these songs became a little more well-known, so yeah. they start slipping them into into concerts. Huh. Um, so that's like the, the, the most well-known of the cut songs from... Yes. I Look, there are other ones. There's Santa Ana, Seaside Bar Song, which is fun, but doesn't really have a great chorus. He plays Zero and Blind Terry a, a fair amount, mm-hmm. especially in his like solo acoustic shows. What about shows. Santa Ana? I feel like Santa Ana is not that great. I oh. think, okay. um, but but one, I think the best out of all of these is a song called Thundercrack, um, and he plays that, you know, a good amount.
This is an eight and a half minute long song, by the mm. way. I think could have been on the record. Yeah, it sounds like it's on the record. Like if he had decided, you know what, I'm going to do everything like side two. Yeah. Maybe he thinks it's too similar to Rosalita or yeah, something at I the don't... time, but it, it sounds like it would have fit in great on this record. I can see it. People thinking it's uh, similar to Rosalita a little bit. Yeah. So maybe that's why it's not on. But I like it a lot. Yeah, it's it's really cool and when he does it live especially with the band the full band he'll launch into the that opening part that which kind of sounds like a like almost like something out of tom joe days or yeah. something like yeah a, yeah um it's cool i like it anyway those uh we're not gonna play every fucking unreleased song like go look them up be yourself. here for years yeah literally um what do we think of the wild the innocent and the east street shuffle adam i think it's a Really great album, but not quite on target yet. And uh, you, but you can hear him sort of circling the target, and he'll be dead center on the next album. It's interesting because sometimes I would rather listen to this record. The first two, sometimes I'm just really in the mood for of like, hey, I want to hear these longer uh-huh. epics. Um, and this sort of style that is not quite yet the house style. Yeah. I, I, I enjoy that sometimes more. So, yeah. so I, I would say that the first two records I go back to a lot. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, listening, especially last night again, that first side, I'm a little like, okay, we're not quite there yeah. yet, but I love the second side. I love the first side of the first album, like the mm-hmm. first song and then growing up. Growing up, yeah. I love the kind of, sound that's kind of similar to E Street Shuffle on this mm-hmm. album. Um, but I really love side two of this album when he's really kind of yeah. finding his, his footing. It's pretty yeah. great. So um, definitely not a clunker. Uh, I would call it a... Is spelunker. It, is, yeah, it's a spelunker. Definitely, yeah. It's yeah. climbing yeah. and uh, almost at the summit. There we go. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so a true spelunker. A true spelunker. Um, all right, well... Spelunkers go down into caves, don't they? They don't climb so I hope so. Yeah. For their sake, yeah. I hope so. Um, okay, that's uh, that's going to do it for us for this, for this episode. Indeed. And then I think next week we're at... Um, B-O-R. His or B-T-R. F- or B-C-R. Bar. 
we're at we're at the the album that broke him through to the mainstream. Yeah. And we'll figure out if we like it in retrospect or if we think it fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for us for this week. We'll see you next week. And until then, we hope that you found what you're looking for. Bye. Bye.